Welcome back to the Winnipeg Foundation's Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I am now joined by Jackie Hunt. She is the Executive Director of Volunteer Manitoba. Jackie, thank you so much for joining me today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. First of all, can you introduce our listeners to Volunteer Manitoba, the history of the organization, and how it got to where it is today? Volunteer Manitoba actually started during World War II to recruit women to help with the wartime efforts at home. And so it uh, was known as the Central Volunteer Bureau and it served its purpose. And then in 1945, it became the Social Planning Council of Winnipeg. So then in 1974, they wanted to bring back the Volunteer Bureau because they recognized that there wasn't a centralized area to celebrate volunteerism and, and ensure that there were adequate programs for organizations that needed volunteers and make that coordinated effort. So in uh, 1977, as a result of the United Way and actually the Winnipeg Foundation, the Volunteer Centre of Winnipeg was formed. And so we really served Winnipeg for a number of years with that. And then the mandate started to change. We were starting to have more of a provincial reach. And then in the early 2000s, we became Volunteer Manitoba to really reflect how we were supporting those uh, throughout the province. And so uh, a little bit of a history there, and it's really fun to look through the archives to see that that progression. Um, But here we are today um, as an organization, and we, we love doing what we do. And Volunteer Manitoba is really the central hub for volunteering in our province, but it goes beyond just connecting organizations with prospective volunteers. There's training programs. There's so much more. Can you give us a sense of some of the programs that Volunteer Manitoba operates? Well, you know, we we exist. Our mandate really is to uh, build community and build capacity. So we we have a few different hats that we wear. Uh, As you mentioned, we have a central repository of volunteer opportunities throughout the province that nonprofits and charitable organizations and new working groups that are needing volunteers can reach out to. We also believe that we need to support the sector. So we have extensive training available for uh, volunteer managers anybody who is in the nonprofit sector. And we also created a ton of resources so that people feel like if they have questions that there's there's an actual point in Manitoba, a place in Manitoba where they can get that information that's relevant and kind of current to what's going on. So that's another big part that we do. We also do a ton of outreach, which has been really hard during the pandemic, but we will visit high schools, colleges, universities, community groups to really talk about and highlight the need for volunteers, the benefits of volunteerism, and really just shout from the rooftops. And then we also have an annual awards. Um, It's usually a dinner. Last year it was virtual. It'll be virtual again this year, but really to celebrate volunteerism throughout the province by recognizing individuals and the good work that they're doing for others. So there's lots of things we do, um, but really the the intent and the focus is to celebrate volunteerism, make sure that there are processes and programs in place to support the work that's being done by nonprofits and the volunteer departments that they have. The COVID-19 pandemic has had a major impact on charitable organizations in our city and province. Now that it's been over a year, really, of some form of of restrictions. Can you speak to how volunteering has changed through the pandemic and how Manitobans are continuing to find ways to give back through volunteering? 
it has really put a highlight and a spotlight on the impact of volunteerism in the province and really they're in almost every area of what we do and so with not only the initial shutdown we've had we're now in our you know what third or fourth lockdown uh, a lot of nonprofits could not exist without their volunteers like they just could not even open their doors without volunteers community groups uh, small towns you name it they require volunteers but what we saw was many volunteer programs had to shutter. They couldn't open their doors because they couldn't provide safety and security for their volunteers, their clients, their staff. And so what we have seen is what people, the people have stepped up wherever they can. We did a survey and like 80% of volunteers are just chomping at the bit, waiting to get back into action. But right now we're seeing lots of virtual volunteering happening uh, and there's lots of opportunities for that. That could be anywhere from you know, doing check-ins with people who maybe aren't able to get out, you know, just that friendly voice to maybe somebody doing social media for an organization, doing some fundraising, whatever it might be. There's lots of safe ways to still continue to volunteer. We see volunteers at the vaccination sites, the testing sites. We see our the Mama Bear Clan, the, um, the Bear Clan Patrol. We're seeing foot patrols going out and ensuring that people have what they need. Um, food banks, uh, food hamper deliveries. There's lots of opportunities depending on your comfort level with what what opportunities exist. And that's what we do. We kind of look out there and we say, okay, what what are some of the areas where people can still volunteer? And we try and make sure that they're reflected in, in the opportunities online. In a general sense, why do people volunteer and how does volunteering help local nonprofits? They go hand in hand, of course. And the reasons that people volunteer are often very personal. And, um, but, but some of the things that we see is that, you know, some people just have extra time on their hands. Uh, we, when we see older Manitobans, they come from a generation of service. So they just believe that they have to give back and they do. It's probably our, our most generous generation that, that does volunteerism in the province and across the country. Um, for high school students, it's an opportunity to gain experience and actually gain credit uh, if they get enough hours uh, put in. For some, it's, it's skill building and it's a ways to build their resume and make connections and networks. And it could be that somebody's had a loved one who is sick or passed from an illness and uh, an organization out there stepped up to support them and now they feel compelled to give back in some way. So again, like I said, it's really um, personal why people volunteer. But at the end of the day, someone benefits from the generosity of another human, which is really what this is all about. With the COVID-19 pandemic causing so much uncertainty for charitable organizations, Volunteer Manitoba recently announced a new program called Support to Support, which is helping nonprofit leaders to gain skills that they can then take to their organizations and help make their organizations more resilient. Can you tell us a little bit more about what the program is about, who the program is for, and what participants can expect to gain from participating in the program. We're actually super excited about this, um, this initiative. One of the things we've been trying to do throughout the pandemic is to really make sure that, yes, we have regular offerings, but we want to make sure that we're listening to what people need right now to help them navigate this you know, unprecedented moment in time. What we're seeing is our nonprofit leaders and in the charitable sector um, are being taxed beyond what was already probably, you know, a lot of um, expectation. Small organizations, few staff, few resources, the leaders of those organizations wear many, many hats. 
and it's stressful. So you throw in a pandemic, uh, it changes the way that we do business, you know, how we've had to navigate um, having a remote workforce and still keeping those individuals, our team members engaged and inspired, uh, keeping the lights on as um, funding has changed a little bit for many organizations and really still trying to keep all of our programming that our mandate asks of us. And so thanks to the generosity of the Winnipeg Foundation, once again, and as always, they have provided funding to allow what was originally supposed to be 15 executive directors, CEOs, leaders of nonprofits to come together for an opportunity for self-care. Because we often, you know, it's that whole analogy of the oxygen mask in the airplane that they tell you to put yours on first so that you can care for others. Well, this is often what we see is we see burnout and we see stress and high anxiety because we forget to look after ourselves. And so the idea behind this program is we're taking these individuals through a journey from June to September. We've kept it small purposely so that there's enough time for them to get to know each other, to really be able to address their issues. Um, and we have a wonderful person who's going to be leading this group through It'll be a combination of um, sessions where they're, they're learning from this individual, and then they'll have check-in sessions where they can really talk about some of the issues they're facing and maybe some of the ways they can deal with it. And there's also going to be a Facebook group where they can engage with each other in between these weekly sessions that they're having. And what I will say is that clearly the need was there because within the first week of putting this out there on social media saying, you know, we've got this great opportunity for you. We had almost 70 applications for the program. And so in speaking with the Winnipeg Foundation, they said, can we do more? What else can we do? And so we've arranged to have a second cohort of 15 move through the program. And so there's going to be opportunity for even those who, who aren't going to be physically in those programs to still partake in different ways. But we, we know that for this upcoming session, 30 leaders in Manitoba nonprofits are going to get a chance to self-reflect and learn some skills to build resiliency so they can continue to be these amazing leaders in our sector. And for any nonprofit leaders who are listening or anyone listening who might work for a nonprofit where this might benefit their organization, um, are there still spaces available for people to apply? We haven't selected the individuals yet. We wanted to make sure that we gave everybody an opportunity. The deadline is June 10th. And then we'll go through them. And that's going to be obviously the hardest part is to figure out who is going to have this opportunity. And, and there may be additional things down the road. But um, I would encourage you, if you are still interested, visit our website at volunteermanitoba.ca. It's right on the main banner. You can click on there and apply. I mean, we want to, it's really important for us to know what our nonprofit leaders uh, are needing uh, to help support them now through the pandemic and as we recover from it. So June 10th is the deadline. We're still accepting applications and we haven't filled the spots because we want to make sure we wait for that, that deadline to approach. Looking forward into the future, what are your hopes for Volunteer Manitoba as an organization and for volunteerism in general in our province in the future? Well, volunteerism is the backbone of every small community group nonprofit charity in this province and anywhere across Canada. Where there's people, there's there's a need for volunteers. And our job as Volunteer Manitoba is to support the sector in any way we can, from the individual volunteers to the organizations to the volunteer managers. I often will use the term bless in the mess and I've had a struggle looking at the pandemic to think what that is. But 
what we have found is uh, we do support the entire province. We have tried our best to go out and, and meet people where they need us to meet them, um, but it's not always accessible. But with the pandemic forcing everybody to figure out and find new ways to, to continue their programming, to continue their reach, we have transferred everything that we've done to, to a virtual opportunity. So now we feel that moving forward, not only are we going to be able to continue to the great work that we do, we're going to be able to for sure expand it into communities, uh, Northern Manitoba, rural Manitoba, that you know they, it's expensive to come to Winnipeg for training. It's expensive to come here for opportunities. So we wanna be able to reach out physically in person, but now this new technology allows us to connect in new ways that maybe we haven't before. So really, we want to support the sector. Our mandate doesn't change. I think it's going to become even more important as we recover from the pandemic, because we're going to have to be able to ensure that our volunteers feel safe coming back. But we need those volunteers because they are the lifeblood of our communities. And if any of our listeners are interested in learning more about Volunteer Manitoba and the different programs that it offers, what's the best way for people to uh, to get in contact? Best way is actually to reach us through our website at www.volunteermanitoba.ca. It has links to all of the staff. It has links to all of our programming. Feel free to call us. We're still, you know, we're working remotely, but we're still answering our phones Um, But all of that information can be found at volunteermanitoba.ca. Great. So again, the website is volunteermanitoba.ca to learn more about Volunteer Manitoba. I've been speaking with Jackie Hunt, Executive Director of Volunteer Manitoba. Jackie, thank you again so much for speaking with me today. Thank you so much. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org.